Hello, hello, my love, and welcome back to the Bodylit Business Podcast. I am your host, Orika Valen, and you can probably hear that I am smiling <laughs> as I'm saying those words because I always feel so funny seeing the same intro, to be honest, and I always think that I sound like a TV presenter. Hello and welcome back, you know? <laughs> I think I need to come up with a new intro. Anyway, so today I am super thrilled about today's conversation because I will be inviting you into the behind the scenes of my business and my creative routines. And I'll be sharing about the behind the scenes of how I create so much epic and valuable content that I share so consistently. You may have noticed that I have a lot of content coming out that is high quality and high value. So it does take quite a bit of creative muscle and structure to make it happen. So before we dive in, I want to ask you, my love, what is your connection with structure? How do you feel about systems? How do you feel about committing to something and actually getting shit done? If you are a feminine being like me, sometimes structure could be a little bit challenging because yes, when you feel energized, you're so happy to make all the plans and all the commitments, but suddenly when you feel emotional, when you have things come up, sometimes you just want to relax, then you feel fuck structure, you know. <laughs> I've definitely had so many moments like this in my business, especially in the earlier years. I still have them, but I've just learned how to work with them. And maybe you are a more masculine being, which is also absolutely welcome, where structure and getting things done is actually really easy for you. Planning and commitment are your second nature, but it's maybe more difficult to access more of your creative spark, your flow states, and find your creative muse where when you create, there is a deeper force moving through you so that your words are magnetic right? So maybe you have more of the masculine skill set and you need more of the feminine spark and flow to really infuse your business with more aliveness. So wherever you're at, just simply acknowledge that. And depending on where you're at, this may take the conversation in different directions. So I know that a lot of people see me as a very feminine being and I am. But when they tell me that, I say, you've not seen my creative routines. My creative routines are very masculine. This is why I'm able to do so much without having to be working all the time. You may have seen that I usually have about three posts coming out every single week, which are also translated into three newsletters. I also have one podcast coming out every single week, and every podcast episode is always being repurposed into one of my three weekly posts and newsletters. On top of that, I also have my Lithuania side of business where I am creating separate content. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I am launching different programs. Plus, I am writing my book, which requires a very different chip in my brain because when I write for my book, it's not focused on a post. It's not focused on a specific goal. And writing my book is so different because it is a long-form content where you go very in-depth into every single nuance of the conversation that we are having. So the truth is, I write a lot. And I would not be able to create so much content that is so valuable and life-changing without having very clear systems, processes, 
and also a team. So if you see anyone online who are successful and who also have a really beautiful and delicious life and work balance, most likely they have a team that helps them execute a lot of the tasks that they don't feel excited to do. So I have a team and my team do quite a lot for me. I believe that last month, I think they clocked about 100 hours. That's excluding my bookkeeper. Okay, so my team do a lot for me. This is why I get to focus on my creativity. So I want to share about the behind the scenes of my creative processes from two angles. Okay, number one. Number one thing is me reclaiming my time. I had to restructure my entire schedule so that I feel that I am in control of my schedule and not vice versa. This meant that I had to batch my tasks to different days. Okay, so I'm going to let you into the behind the scenes of how I create my content through two different angles. The first one is structure. And I believe that a good structure is 70% of the work. So firstly, what I do is I focus on always questioning whether I am in control of my time. This meant that I had to reclaim my time and also look at my schedule so that I feel that I am in control of my schedule and not vice versa. This led me to batching different tasks to different days because I really, really value having open days. This is where I feel most spontaneous and creative. So right now, my creative day is on Tuesdays, but I usually have Mondays and Fridays completely open as well. So if I feel creative, I have the time to explore my creative flow states. I do client calls only two days per week, which is Wednesdays and Thursdays. So these days I am fully focused on serving my clients. And of course, I serve my clients on Voxer on different days, but it is a very different feeling when it comes to serving a Voxer versus actually being on calls. Okay. So on Tuesdays, I have my creative day and I will really focus on all the creative things that I need to do on that day specifically. So on Tuesdays, I create my content, I write, and I also record my podcast. It's a lot. My Tuesdays are pretty busy and I really give myself the spaciousness to go into whichever direction my inspiration is taking me, but I still have a specific goal. So for example, today I'm recording three podcast episodes. And my goal is usually to have four to five episodes recorded ahead of time so that my team feel really spacious when it comes to editing and publishing everything. But I'll be honest, over the last few weeks, I've been going through a lot of personal healing processes and I just didn't have the capacity to record my podcast. My words were not flowing and I was feeling really inward. Of course, I was also on my bleed, so that explains a lot, but I was late with my podcast. So I knew that right now, no matter what happens, I need to produce my three podcast episodes so that we are back to our schedule. So it's never about being perfect and producing content like a machine. Definitely not. There's so much space to be a human. But when you have the energy, when you are feeling aligned, when it comes to creating content, this is where you really want to maximize this energy so that you create content ahead of time. And then you have all the space to lean back and relax and you know, just be a human who wants to feel their feelings and follow their desires. And you don't have to be creating your content every single day. 
one thing that we did with my team that is super helpful. And by the way, it took us a few years to create that. So we have specific processes that feel really supportive for me and also for my team. So when I create copy, I simply write everything down in a Word doc. And the way I do it is very specific. So when I write content, I'm thinking, is this going to be a carousel or is this going to be a reel? Depending on the format, I will write it differently. If it's a carousel, I'm actually going to write my copy in small sections so that it's very clear for my team how to create a carousel. If it's a reel, I will also have to add text that will go onto the real video. And sometimes I will even tell my team which video to use for that specific reel. Sometimes they will come up with their own ideas, which I really love, but I do my best to be as clear with my directions as possible. Then I send my team quite a big document with a bunch of text. And then they have some time to create reels and carousels. They will create most of the carousels on Canva, for example. And for reels, to be honest, I don't even know what kind of app they use because <laughs> I do not like micromanaging my team. So whatever they use, I'm happy as long as the final result is amazing. <laughs> so then my team will sell me everything on Loomly, L-O-O-M-L-Y, which is a software where you can upload content and then publish it. And then on Loomly, I can review everything, leave my comments, and then my team will create the final version and they will publish it. They will also repurpose all of my content into newsletters. And then all the content is scheduled, whether it's for social media or for newsletters. This way, we try our best to have the content ready in advance and my team feels spacious and have enough time to get everything done. And then I also feel that I can just lean back because there's content created ahead of time. And I'll be honest, it's not always like that. This is our goal, but sometimes we do things last minute. Sometimes we miss messages on Slack and sometimes I don't create content two weeks in advance. So yeah, I'm still a human and I still mess up and I still forget things, you know, but at the same time, I'm so grateful for my beautiful team. I also have an incredible OBM who reminds me that, hey, Ulrika, it's time to record podcast episodes. Hey, Ulrika, you still haven't reviewed this post and we need it for next week. Another reason why I really love having a team is because they help me do the things that I don't love doing. And to be honest, they are better at doing this, such as Canva or Reels or newsletters but also because they hold me accountable. So sometimes they will remind me that, Orika, hey, we need some podcast episodes or can you please, you know, review this reel because it needs to come out next week, right? So my team, especially my OBM, will be overseeing all the things that are happening in my business and they will remind me in case I am late with something and that will happen sometimes and that's totally cool. Okay, so the first piece was structure, a lot of planning, a lot of processes, a lot of accountability. The second piece is the more feminine part, which is your creativity, your flow states, and being, so to say, in the mood or in the vibe of creating. So to do this, you will actually want to build your creative muscle over the years. It doesn't happen overnight. I have been writing since I remember myself, to be honest. I think I was writing since I was 12 or 13. I have countless diaries at my parents' house because I've always been writing, right? So I have 
a lot of practice when it comes to articulating my thoughts and expanding my vocabulary. And right now, yes, I can write on command. I can sit down and write a post on a specific topic. And that was not the case in the early stages of my business. Even though I know that I've always been a really good writer, but I didn't have the systems and the structures and my content was messy and inconsistent. So even though this is a more feminine part, which is creativity, but actually to become creative, there's still quite a lot of masculine tactics. The first one is having boundaries with yourself and protecting your time like a lioness. I am so protective, for example, of my time and my energy that I don't do any commitments in the mornings. I write in the mornings and my morning time is sacred for writing. No compromise. (laughs) So I know personally that my best time to write is right after my morning practice. And I have really solid boundaries, primarily with myself, to protect this time. So for example, I will not be checking my phone until I have written something of value. And that's a lot of inner resilience because I still want to check my phone, still want to see if someone responded to me on WhatsApp, you know, I still want to distract myself because being focused requires a lot of brain power. It's not easy. I'll be very honest, it's still hard for me. I write and I still notice my hands going to typing the words amazon.com because I want to see if my parcel is coming, right? Which I know it's coming. I don't need to check that. (laughs) But distractions is a part of creative process and you want to learn how to work with them. You also want to figure out what is the time of the day or of the week, where you feel most creatively inspired. So for me, it's my morning time, but for others, maybe it's after the afternoon walk, or maybe even at night where everyone else is asleep. Another thing that I do is I do my somatic practices in order to get into a flow state. A flow state is this delicious, euphoric state where you're so tapped into the muse, into the goddess, that you truly lose track of time and you're so immersed into what you're doing that you are in absolute bliss and your channel is open and these amazing creative ideas are just flushing through you. So is this energy where you have so much coming through you, where you cannot even type as fast as the ideas are coming through? So this is, of course, the ideal state from which you want to create. And getting into flow states is a very personal process and different things will work for different people. So for me personally, is usually doing my somatic work, moving through any emotions, creating pleasurable sensations in my body, but also knowing that I have a lot of time to create. If I have just one hour, I know that it feels a little limiting. This is why I love creating on Tuesdays because I block out longer periods of time where I know that I'll be able to access deeper creative states. When I write my book, this changes. Usually I will do my best to have two or three hour blocks, but sometimes, of course, I don't have that much time. So, for example, when I am quite busy with my business, then I will still focus on doing one hour of book writing per day so that I stay in the momentum of writing my book and I feel connected with my book. Okay, so these are my personal routines. 
They may not work for you, but this way you get to have examples of what gets to be possible and you can work with them or create something different. So these are some of my creative routines that help me have the structure for my news to come into my life. This way I access and protect my flow states while also have so much direction and intentionality about how and when I create my content. And as we all know, content is a big deal. Your content is truly how a lot of your people find you. And you can be the best expert, you know, with decades of experience in your area. But if you don't know how to translate your precious work into content, then it's going to be a little challenging. So if you desire to receive more support, with how to bring out your strengths, your genius, and your embodiment into your content in consistent ways, I have different offerings for you. So if you happen to be newer on your journey of being an entrepreneur, I am inviting you to Genesis, which is my three-month accelerator to build truly sustainable foundations for your business. You'll be also learning how to lead confidently and create success on your own terms. And content, visibility, messaging, and mastering social media are such huge parts of creating a truly successful online business. So you'll find more information about Genesis in the show notes of this podcast episode. And if you have already laid the foundations for your business, I invite you to Velocity. Velocity is my signature six-month somatic business mastermind. And the next round will be happening in January 2024. I created Velocity for the woman who wants to build a business on her own terms. So most likely you already know how to sell and launch. You have explored different strategies. And at the same time, you know that the next edge of your business success is somatic work. And you know that you are not available to build business success. That makes you compromise your well-being, your personal life, the pleasure in your body and the peace of your mind. So Velocity is truly a roadmap to creating a holistic business where we honor strategy, energetics, and somatic work. So you'll find more information in the show notes of this podcast episode. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Okay, my love, I want to end this podcast episode with one super, super valuable tip. My tip is, Create more than you consume. A lot of people will create content based on what they see online. And this way, it's really hard to cut through the noise. So the best content creation means that you're actually putting your phone down and going to live your life. You're going to live what you are preaching. And when you experience life, only then can you turn your experiences into content. So really focus on living life in real time and then learn how to create the skill that you need to convert this into content. Okay, so my best tip for you today is create more than you consume and see what this gets to look like for you. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next podcast episode.